Greetings, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Strive Golf Pod. Got Devin here, my right-hand man, Sean. Sean, how we doing, dude? I don't know, man. I feel like for the last month or two, I, I said, oh, we're one week closer to spring, one week closer to spring. <laughs> and it, I, I feel like it snowed more and more each week. So who knows? Maybe we're not closer to spring. Oh, I know. We were like, you, you rewind back to you know december january february like man we just got to make it to march man just make it to march and we're basically a week into march and there's more snow than the last time we said it so maybe we just gotta stop saying it i don't know just yeah, wish I, it away no, no longer gonna say anything on the matter i'm jinxing us <laughs> so we're just gonna <clears throat> continue on and you know just just keep waiting. Maybe, maybe June. I think we could safely say June. We will uh, hopefully do a live from from the golf course at some point or something. Because this is <laughs> this is brutal, man. Of course, the the one year that I moved back up into this this frozen tundra of Salt Lake, man, just getting pounded, absolutely pounded with snow. Record breaking year. Who would have yeah, thought? I think I'm officially at my biggest golf drought i've had probably in the last 10 years that's scary yeah i've only played only played once in the last five months and i am not envisioning playing in the near (laughs) next month or so so we're looking at about once in a six-month stretch oh my gosh who knows what the game's gonna look like that is that's why so when was the last time you played we're now march 6th so when is the last time you played yeah, so <clears throat> I played. Um, so I think we played. We played Talons in the middle of October, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then after that, I didn't play until the Pac-12 Championship game weekend because I went down to Vegas, and then uh-huh. on the way back from Vegas, we stopped in St. George, and I played. We played eighteen holes there before coming home. So oh my God. that's been that's been it. Yeah. And that was in dis- like mid December, right? First, first weekend of December. First yeah. weekend of December, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just that's terrible, man. <clears throat> yeah, but, now I mean, now the basement's out of commission too for a while. While we get it finished, I mean, oh. my, my indoor short game area going. <laughs> it's your boys going I'm, through serious withdrawals. I'm starved. I'm oh, starved for golf. Gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, at least what they say, we'll have lots of water to keep that, uh, keep those fairways green and lush. I swear, if I hear any any complaints from any of the golf courses about a water supply, even though we're supposedly in this this deep drought, I'm just I ain't gonna hear it. We suffered through it all winter long. <laughs> Give me all the green, luscious, luscious fairways and greens, all the all the money and water can buy. Oh, <clears throat> that's what we'll look forward to. One can only hope, really, at this point. My gosh. Well, dude, what else has been going on, man? I know it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I know all this stuff going on with, uh, I'm actually kind of in the background watching it now with, uh, I don't know if you've been into kind of the changes that are beginning in next year with the designated events and all that stuff. Have you been following that at all? Yeah, a little bit. I'm just trying to get a, pick up as much info as I can, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, my initial reaction is 
they're basically taking what they implemented this year, right? Where um, the idea is to have what an additional eight to 10 designated events plus the majors and the players. Mm -hmm. Um, But next year it looks at least to me, the big difference is going to be that in these designated events, they're really going to cut down the field size. Yeah. um, Which, which is interesting. Uh, And, uh, but I mean, just looking at how this year has gone so far with the designated events, right? I think we're, what are we in? We've had three of them so far. Yes. Voice management. Three or four. Genesis. We had all four. Because we had Sentry. Sentry and, was, I guess, technically. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, four. So far, so good. What, what have you have to like, say? Would you say that it's been a good change like and more engaging? Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we've talked about it where, obviously, you're kind of at the mercy of, of how the leaderboard plays out the final day, but Mm-hmm. I would say so far we're we're four for four where there's been a plethora of big names in contention to close it out on Sunday, and so really I think that the idea of putting on tournaments and incentivizing more big name top ranked players to come play, I think it's it's played out as we were hoping right where more mm-hmm. opportunities for for big names to be there at the end so. I'm I'm definitely excited about that. Um, I guess one another change potentially with next year is that some of these events, because they are going to be smaller fields, we might not potentially have a cut. Yeah, there's uh, no be, cuts. Yeah, be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't. I, that's the only thing that I honestly like, don't like. But I don't know. At the same time, it's like when you have only like seventy players and they're the top seventy guys. I guess like the cut just it it doesn't hold as much weight or make things as interesting when it's the guy who's 125th or 130th in the world and he's just you know scraping by he's he's one back you know he's on the 16th hole and he's got to make he's got to make at least a birdie or two coming in and that like we've always talked about like that's super engaging like that is. I, I really wish they would show that more on, on a Friday, um, kind of that cut line. So like, I, I always think that, you know, it makes the, the tournament more difficult. It adds a little bit more at stake. You know, it, it keeps you engaged those first two rounds. So I, I've always been in favor of a cut. I've never really liked a no, a no cut event. Um, I always feel like it doesn't like regardless you know, of, of what tournament you're playing, if it's a designated one or not, like winning a tournament with a cut is, is obviously harder than not. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how many of those dudes that are right at the cut line, like go on to win? It's, it's not very often, but I don't know. Ultimately, like, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I feel like there always should be a cut. But again, like at this, at this point, like with how much money these dudes are making, like, you know, is, I don't know, a guy that's that's high up on tour, like is he really that concerned about about missing missing a cut? Like probably not. I mean, obviously he always wants to, but you know, if he's just you know, he's tired, he's you know, he all the all the things that we've talked about, it's you know, it may not matter. Like we've kind of talked about maybe he's got like a 
a side game going or or something or you know the caddy's on his phone looking for the first flight out asap like he may just not really care but but i don't know so i i don't think that i just think that they should always have cuts but that's just kind of my my default but you know when you're in the top 70 in the world and you have your card unlocked and you're kind of moving forward it's maybe not as big of a deal but again if there's only you know a handful of these events and the purse is freaking 20 million dollars like there's i feel like there would still be some incentive to to make the cut and stay engaged um so i don't know that's just kind of like my my initial feelings i was i'm kind of curious like i wish i would love to be able to like talk to guys on tour because it kind of i get this feeling that it's there's kind of some tension potentially and like some dudes are are really with it some dudes really aren't um like the dudes that are say 80 to 120 on on tour like knowing that they're not going to get into those events but i also think that it kind of elevates the the uh opposite fields uh you know and so those those tournaments and those venues and the charities and the sponsors and all that also get a benefit because more players and better players and the strength of field will increase because a lot of those players aren't in the designated event. Um, so anyway, like, but yeah, my, my thought is I don't like the no cut idea, essentially long way to answer that, but those are my initial thoughts. I don't know. How do you say, do you think that a cut at that point for the top 70 has, you know, any, any weight to it? Yeah, I don't know. I've gone, I've gone back and forth on this one a little bit, just as I, as I've been thinking about it. And I don't know. I, like you mentioned, the whole idea of a cut could be very entertaining television on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But saying that, it's never been part of a broadcast. No. And so, like, I don't have really the expectation that it ever would be going forward and so if you're not really going to show it then i guess i don't really need it from a fan perspective and um i was listening the the no laying up guys they had peter malinati on there on their podcast kind of last week when a lot of this info was coming out um and it was super informative and he was walking through because he's very much in that sort of he's like the 120 right? range yeah, yeah exactly yeah and i guess i guess he was pretty outspoken against all these initial changes and then ended up flipping his vote in support of it as he as he learned more and, and his thing was that these elevated events there's going to be enough churn as far as who's playing in the events mm-hmm. that like you mentioned, there's going to be incentive to play in some off-field event or off-elevated events to, to get the status to play in the elevated events. And then mm. at that point, that's almost kind of like your, your cut almost is kind of happening before the tournament even starts, right? Because yeah. if you only have a, a field size of 70 and with enough sort of uh, floating qualification spots, um, that's kind of like the push, right, to qualify it and sort of like a pseudo cut if you would so i don't know i I thought that was an interesting perspective especially to hear him talk about how he was like 
yeah, I mean, I, I voted for this knowing that there is a chance that I will never play in an elevated event again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but mm. he talked about how, I guess, they, they were able to run simulations with different criteria, right? Like, okay, let's play out the schedule going back this last year. Let's say these had been designated events, top 70 based on criteria a b c d and e or whatever like that's how they're Mm going to dictate who makes it and and they were saying somewhere up of like 40 percent potential turn so like only 60 percent of players would play in all of them so that's almost half yeah like worth of players right that would potentially turn over into these new fields so i mean to me i'm super interested in that component where i feel because like at the end of the day for the PGA Tour to continue to succeed and get better, you have to bring more excitement to it. And the easiest way for that to happen is the top guys have to play together more than just the four majors every year, right? Yeah. yeah. And so to do that, you have to obviously increase purse sizes for the events and really incentivize these big guys to get together. Um, And so really, like, some of these – I guess journeyman players could potentially feel slighted, which is totally fair and understandable, right? Because they're not going to be playing, but at the same time, like their survival in a way is kind of tied to the PGA tours ability to thrive. Right. And that's going to be driven completely by your big name players. To me, at the end of the day, this is all just getting more in line with, your other professional sports, right? Because if you look at a team sport, for example, most team sports have a salary cap where a total Mm -hmm. team salary can only be X amount, right? Per year. And usually it's your top, maybe not so much in football, but like your top, I don't know, I would say 50, 60, 70% of your salary cap is tied up by a handful of your players, right? Your, your Mm -hmm. big name players, like, those are your needle movers. And the more you market those stars, the more it kind of makes the, the league wide product as a whole more appealing, which will bring more fans in, which will keep that money flowing. So, mm-hmm. which then will trickle down more money to sort of your middle of the table, sort of um, league average players, right? I mean, think of mm-hmm. like the best example for me is just, I think the NBA where their most recent TV deal they signed was in the billions. Right. And it it increased the salary cap so much. And like the contracts that were signed after that new agreement took over, you have like your seventh and eighth, seventh and eighth guys making like league average salaries, like 10 to $11 million now, whereas 10 to 15 years ago, it was like three to 4 million. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just driven by your stars. So I don't know. I just, I feel like, it's not a foreign concept, right? To sort of cater to your big name players for the, the survival of and like advancement of the league as a whole. Yeah. Tell that to James Hahn. <laughs> yeah. That guy just, he strikes again, man. I did see that, you know, he, I, I, I don't know how it was put out, but, you know, he was obviously in, you know, against this whole thing, which makes sense for multiple reasons, but, and it's just not surprising, you know, given all the things that he said over the past couple months, 
and then with this saying that you know the PGA Tour is supposed to be accessible and and you know provide the best platform for all these golfers but something along the lines of like saying like the last few years it's all just about getting the most money to the most popular players and it's like are you dumb like that's what drives us like that isn't that only right like and and it's such a I don't know. It's so based on merit. It's like, Hey dude, like if you want to be that play better, like it is, that's the only answer that, which really makes, you know, golf special in that way is it's just like, dude, if you want to get in there, you just, you just got to play better. And all these, all these players, you know, like you're saying, like they're, they're the ones that move the needle. They're the ones that drive in sponsorship dollars. Like, James Hahn, anybody go to any tournament, like however many there are 50 tournaments a year, ask every single attendee why they're there. And you'll never hear it's for James Hahn. Like, I can't wait to, to watch him hit, you know, watch him tee off. Like it's just not a thing. And it's just like, you know, it's right on par for his opinion to just be obviously biased and just frankly, pretty, pretty immature, but I don't know. It just yeah. it makes total sense, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would say that the shift they're making, <clears throat> like I think I could argue that it's becoming more merit based, right? Where it's like you're yeah. really you're really gonna have to perform um, yep. if you want the big payouts. Yep. Which right. I think is good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I. I don't know. I, I think it's like ultimately when I really think about it, it's like, cause I don't obviously like we don't have the answers. We have ideas and we have thoughts and like, but just from a fan perspective, but it's like ultimately like <clears throat> really thinking about all these things, like it's, <clears throat> it's for the betterment of, of the tour. Like you're saying, if they're trying to progress it, they're trying to move it forward and they have, you know, live, you know, just throwing outrageous amount of money to, to kind of siphon people off. Like, I just feel like ultimately, like we may not totally understand it, but in the long run, like I'm pretty confident that these dudes are extremely competent and have, you know, obviously they're super business minded and you, we can see that very evident by, you know, how driven they are by sponsorships and commercials, but like, I don't know, the players themselves, like, uh, you know, there's just, there's no way that um, they're going to make a decision that's that's not good for the at least that's just how i think like from what we know and feel about how these guys are like i don't know it's just not you know they're not going to make a decision that that will be de- detrimental at least that's that's my thought so pretty yeah. much just as simple as that it's like yeah these are good changes and and really like when you think about it yeah like you said it like you go back to these designated events and to have all the top players playing and like to, to see that play out, it does feel elevated. It truly does feel more designated because like on those off weeks and stuff, like, yeah, I just, you know, and maybe it's just me. I just, I haven't been watching as much golf as I did last year, the year before where again, down there, I was in St. George's, everything was golf, like, you know, perfect weather. So I was playing. So I wanted to like every Thursday, Friday, I would watch it and it did get, it kind of diluted the product a little bit in that golf wasn't as exciting besides the majors. That was the only one that felt different, but like 
taking, you know, a break, a week, two weeks off of, of watching and being super engaged with golf made the, these designated tournaments way more exciting, way more engaging. And it just felt bigger and it, and it felt different. And like even this week, um, and I'm, I, I, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on, on this, on the Arnold Palmer, but like when, even when the announcer just said, you know, that Kirk Kajama was getting his first win on the PGA tour. Like it just, it felt, I don't want to say it felt like a major, but it just, it felt different. Like when he said it as it's just, you know, just another kind of another win on the PGA tour. It just, I don't know. The whole environment of it just felt bigger to me. Like, did you, did you feel the same with, with uh, that? Yeah. I, I was going to say just kind of stepping back with that comment um i think about a year or two ago you wow a year or two ago where Mm -hmm. i mean really i was just looking for the golf tournaments i looked forward to were essentially just the majors and the players championship right and then yeah as as a golf fan i was i was obviously tuning in to the other events right but it wasn't something necessary like i was looking forward to or i potentially rearrange a schedule to watch. Um, But this year, knowing we have these fields and these tournaments, like I've actually been excited to watch more tournaments, which I've really enjoyed. Um, Like I made it, like I watched a ton of Genesis, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, I've always watched that tournament on Sunday, but like I, I, I would, I chose to watch that maybe over like some other sports that weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, they're definitely with all these tournaments, I'm definitely more excited to watch more. Like it's cool to me that we're, there's more tournaments that I'm excited to watch as, as a golf fan. Right. I think that's really sweet. Um, and then on these off weeks, it's just, like you said, it's nice to, potentially take a break like you can kind of plan some stuff around that now like okay well i'm not really going to miss anything in the golf world um but like this year at honda right it was it was an off week event Mm -hmm. and it was funny because i was like okay i i was thinking i was going to actually try to check out live right on the t because they got were on tv so i was thinking oh maybe maybe i'll tune in to watch it but i totally forgot about that (laughs) i checked i checked the leaderboard and it wasn't close in either the individual or the team events. I'm like, eh, I mean, I don't, and, and it was not like, there's only a couple of big names that live, right. But none of them were near the top and it wasn't close. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to turn that on or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. And then just by happen chance, I was like, Oh, I'll check the Honda leaderboard and saw that two guys were basically tied with six or seven holes left. So that's when I turned over to that and it ended up being an exciting finish between two guys with, pretty cool stories right that don't typically get a lot of runs so just this whole idea is like these non-designated events provide a platform for players that like these journeyman guys or guys that you may not have heard about before and seeing them try to win for the first time that that can still provide pretty good entertainment right there it's like if it's close at the end it's worth jumping over to check out and then kind of besides that point then knowing that you've got these other designated events to look forward to that's when you can really get jazzed about as well um so yeah i mean i I felt that way about bay hill i was pretty stoked for that just how strong the field was and it i mean it's not like 
I don't know. I kind of judge courses. I feel like on how much I'd want to play said mm-hmm. golf course. And I, I have no desire to play Bay Hill whatsoever. That just looks <laughs> like five hours of torture. <clears throat> so basically hard. with the rough and the, the length and the greens and trouble everywhere and it's all the water. Um, but saying all that, for whatever reason, it usually makes for compelling tournament golf. And so, I mean, sure enough, having all the big names within, I don't know how many guys were within a shot on Dude, the back nine yesterday. Jam, like 10. Just jam-packed, yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was kind of the full gambit of it too, right? You had Spieth, who was on an absolute heater oh to start. Gosh. Even though even though he didn't really have his golf swing and you didn't know where the ball was no. going to go. And then, and then all of a sudden his putter just disappeared yes. halfway through the round. And then he still had the shanks off the tee. So it's like, that was pure entertainment. You feel like Rory hadn't played very well all week, just kind of kept himself around. And then all of a sudden after Kitayama's triple and Rory makes a birdie and it's like, Oh, wait a second. Rory McIlroy is <laughs> leading the tournament. It's like, where did he come from? And then, Scotty Scheffler's always in contention, right? And it's like, he looked like he was di- so dialed in at one point, like, oh, he's going to run away with this. And I, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot of good stuff. Oh, it's like, it's what I want in a golf tournament down the stretch, right? I, mean, yeah. I would like to see a little more of the golf, right? As opposed to some big <laughs> commercials, but I mean, baby steps, I guess. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. But like, to me, I don't know. It just, I knew it wasn't a major, right? Because we see Bay Hill every year and it's like, okay, I know it's not a major. I know the course, it's, this isn't a major, but it just sort of had, that's why we love majors, right? It's because usually the big guys are in contention yeah. at the end. And that's the big guys are in contention at the end on a golf course. that's playing tough and making players uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what we got yesterday. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we got at, genesis and hopefully that's what we get i mean we know we're going to get that at sawgrass this weekend so it's like the fact that we can potentially get this 10 to 15 times a year yeah as opposed to just the four plus one is awesome to me as a golf fan like i I can't say enough good things about it yeah no i i'm with you and it's it really has been that's kind of what it felt like and like you said like with you know of course playing as tough as bay hill and like the wins that they we're experiencing and just, yeah, these, these bigger players coming down the stretch and how everyone, you know, it was just jam packed. It really was it's like, well, nothing else you can really ask for in, in a golf tournament. And it does feel like, you know, we're basically four for, well, I, I would still say four for four on these, on these mm-hmm. events. And um, like, I have, I have no problem with Kitty Amo. Like I'm, it wasn't to me really like, I mean, obviously, I'm always cheering for Rory, and I was pulling hard for him. Yeah, but I, I, just, I still think it's cool that Kiriyama won because yeah. he's been playing pretty well, and he seems like he's got a really cool story. And the fact that he went head to head with the giants of the game and yeah. came out on top like that says a lot to me. Yeah, and just like, and that just shows that like, and I don't know the details of like, I don't even know honestly how he got in if it was you know just straight up just through his um through his where he's at on the world rankings and the first cup all that stuff but it's like that just shows that you know any any of these 
tour guys because like i don't know no one really knew about him just even a couple years ago and, and only and like and if you did you were a pretty diehard golf fan i know there was a couple you know european tour events that he lost to like xander and i know he's tight with xander being a vegas guy mm-hmm. um I think he also lost to like John Rom. So he's had some like close calls, but just, just been slighted by, by these, you know, these Goliaths, I get, you know, of, of the tour. So to see him, you know, battle that out, hit two balls out of bounds on the weekend <laughs> and still come back and win. And just, you know, he just did it. He just went about it in his own way. And, you know, his, I don't know, I, I personally feel like his swing and like his follow through is very much like he's, fighting something and he's trying very very hard to to not hit a certain type of shot like a massive cut or or whatever it is where he's trying to hit a big old hook like i don't know it's it is different which which i like which is which is cool um but yeah i think i I, i'd lie if i said like i wasn't like you know kind of down the rooting for rooting for some others and then you know seeing speed doing what he did was was very unfortunate but you know it it is it is cool and like i mean that that shot on on 17 right that's that par three where he just flung it so high up in the air took dead aim everyone was kind of bailing out left and he just he just took dead aim threw it up in the air and and you know was able to to just drain that putt and i just i loved that putting stroke man like as soon as he t- like, as soon as he hit it, I I felt like it was it was gonna be if not in, it was gonna scare the hole because like, I don't know, just a long takeaway, very aggressive stroke. Like was not looking to just lag it up close and, you know, thinking that eight under par will get him into a playoff. Like, there was no thoughts of three putting in his mind on that on that putt and just buried it with pace and and. But then that was the thing, you know, and then he, the next, you know, 18 steps up, kind of hooks into the rough and it didn't look like a great lie. And it was like, oh man, like this, like this is certainly not over. And it really did like it made for a really awesome finish, but he just held it together and just chunked it out there, chunk around, get it on the green. And I mean, that had to have been like close to 50 feet, which is I don't know, man. That just I think I think lag putting is if you have nerves. I think lag putting is really where it shows, and yeah, especially with how fast oh, the last 10, 10 feet of that gosh. was right. Basically, where it's just you have to put it out sideways, and the last ten feet, it's just coming straight down the hill toward the water. Yeah, and the fact that he just put it right, literally on the edge of the cup like that, dead center. Yeah, cannot believe that didn't drop, but like. Just, just, just shows just nerves of steel, man. He just he stepped up and 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 performed, and it's cool. It's like, man, he. I don't remember exactly if he had, like, his total winnings on tour was like maybe four million, I think, like totaling four million, and in one weekend he makes three point six. It's like, dude, that's that really is. That's really cool, and again, just shows that you know he it's it's fluid enough and like you said like i really do think yeah you have the top like 20 staple guys but it's there's it's gonna be pretty fluid and i think that there's gonna be a lot of moving parts to where you know there there will be enough you know churn in that to allow these other guys to to step up and um and to do it but again it doesn't always mean that just because he won this one designated event that he's you know 
he's locked it up for the next however many years and he's, you know, he's good. Like there still is some, um, you know, things to prove, which I could see how those guys like in his position aren't pumped about that, but it also is like, you know, just like with most things, it's what have you done for me lately? And, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I thought it was awesome and it did, it felt a little bit bigger to me. Um, and I'm so with you, dude. Like, not a lot of desires to watch that or, or to play the golf course, but love to love to watch it <laughs> and just see how these guys, you know, go about plotting their way through a, a really difficult golf course. I just Rory, man, that, that putt, I, I, I get, I get it. I get that. It's a very slippery, fast putt, but it's like to him, it's like, what's the difference between, you know, a tie for second sure, yeah. and, and fourth. It's like, Dude, you just got to give it a go, man. And to leave it on the low side was was shocking. But and I feel like I don't know. You you see that you've seen that putt literally yeah. every year, I mean, right? Because the pin the pin's always there, so you got to know what it's gonna do. Yeah, I was I was just very very surprised because that that was such a good iron shot to to give him to give him a chance. Well, um, the tee shot too, right? He oh split my, the narrow fairway out. Drive that three woods. So just, and then, but then the same thing with Scotty Scheffler, dude, just absolutely does the hard part, pipes it three wood right down yeah. the middle, and ends up coming up short, and then just chunks his chip and makes bogey. And it's like, well, my my money was on him. Like down the stretch, Mike, I think Scotty's gonna. Well, I I texted my dad, kind of went in the the throngs of it all, and I'm like. Dude, this has Scheffler making birdie on the last hole to steal it written all over it. <laughs> Dude, for sure, real. Sure enough, didn't well, happen. Yeah, which is. I, uh, awesome. Did you catch? Did you catch any of Roy's press conference after? Because so Rory, I didn't. He he bogeyed fourteen and fifteen, I think, and he bogeyed two holes in the back nine. Mm. I think it was fourteen fifteen. So fourteen was a par three. The pin was tucked back left. Mm-hmm. And just it could, you could tell, just especially with his alignment, that Roy didn't look super comfortable with it. Like he knew he couldn't hit seven iron because that was going to land too deep on the green. It was impossible to hold. Um, eight iron was kind of a big ask, and it was going to be hard to cut the eight iron. I mm-hmm. think to get it back. So he he tries to play sort of the almost like a trap draw, right, to get it back in there, and he ends up. Just he hits it fat, short sides himself in the bunker and leaves himself no chance of getting up and down. But afterwards, he was talking about how he didn't realize the trouble that Spieth was in up ahead of him. Mm. And it's like if he had known that, like in he in his mind, he was trying to make right. a birdie, right? Yeah, kind of thing. Right. Like like in his mind, he <clears throat> would have potentially changed his mm-hmm. strategy. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I was kind of wondering if he was trying the same thing on 15, right? Where he hooked his tee shot and had, and he was in some thick rough and he tried to like gouge a long iron out and basically shanked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the whole thing to me, it's just so, it's just such a fascinating component of tournament golf to me. It's like, yeah. these guys don't necessarily know don't. what's going on. Yeah. And I, that's to me, that's just like, I love that um about it i just think it's so fascinating trying to navigate a golf course but then having a strategy that's changing depending on you only knowing like 60 to 70 percent of what's going on around you yeah 
Yeah, it really is. And I, I can only imagine like how, because yeah, I don't think Scotty Sheffer knows that, that Kadiyama made birdie on 17. Yeah. So like, I'm sure that bogey just felt even worse. I'm sure he was just pumped to see that, you know, he, yeah. he didn't lose it with that, you know, lose that yeah. opportunity. Cause yeah, they really, they don't know. And that's another thing like, I've always thought about in battle where I, you know, do you check the scoreboard? Do you not check the scoreboard? Do you just like go about your, your business? I think at, at that level, when you're really trying to win a golf course, I think, you know, coming down the stretch, it's, it's, I, I think it's almost like you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of know. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that like, I don't know if you would be any different, but I've always been like, with the stuff that we've done, like with qualifiers and all that stuff, like I don't, I don't like to, I like to just kind of, you know, just strive my absolute best, you know, try and eliminate, you know, bad, the big numbers, you know, make some pars, make, you know, make a birdie here and there, but you know, that's kind of it. But at that level, I just feel like it's just, it's almost a necessity if you really want to win to, to really understand like kind of where you sit and, but again, it's not, you know, super live all the time, but I, you know, it's kind of interesting to see like when caddies are asking like, you know, the camera people or the TV people, like, you know, what happened and all that stuff. So yeah, it is an interesting dynamic um, to, to see, but I feel like I, at our level, I, I'm definitely not a scoreboard kind of guy nowadays, like how they have the, the live scoring, but. Yeah, I just I think I think with us, at least how I feel in these tournament settings is that it's it's kind of a lot of work to check the score right. And I know it's just like, oh, you just have to get your phone out and refresh and whatnot. But I don't know, I feel like when I'm playing tournament golf, I kinda of have sort of my rhythm and routine as I'm walking or driving up to each shot and I kinda of right. have my my go to and then I also still kinda of want to be present for Yeah people in my group in case I need to go help find a ball or something. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I, f- I feel like checking score kind of throws me off my cadence a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, I, I sort of going into the qualifiers, I have a pretty good idea. I feel like of, of a number that it's going to take. And so yeah. it's Thanks like, I don't us. really need to check, yeah. especially if I'm going off kind of early in the wave. Right. It's sort of point. There's the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is, yeah, it's it's because I remember on the qualifier two years ago we were on the six, uh, sixteenth tee and the kid was was checking because I think he felt like he was like right on the bubble and I was like I I, I kind of like walked away I'm like I don't I don't want to hear I don't want to know I don't like <laughs> and I was just I was almost like kind of paranoid with it um, and I'm kind of glad because. Like I think at the time I was like right on the bubble and then I made and then I made a terrible bogey on a part five. And I think if I would have like known kind of where I was at, I think that may have like, you know, kind of morally just kind of killed me. And the morale yeah. would have been the morale would have been real low at that point. I'd be like, I'm not good for this, whatever. But anyway, it it is it's it's interesting. But yeah, I think uh for this upcoming week, I'm 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 obviously pretty pumped for it. Like I don't really remember like I don't remember a lot of other tournaments or a lot of other like players and like everyone knows about you know the 17th green and all this stuff and that finishing stretch is really good 
But I just remember last year with the poor weather, that was like one of like the best golf tournaments. I think it honestly was my favorite golf tournament last year. Like it was so much fun and it was so like, it was so awesome to see. I'll never forget like all those shots that like JT was just pulling out of his ass, just hitting the most ridiculous, like teed up low drivers, like apexing 12 feet, just these little cut driver swings. Like, that was that was honestly so much fun. So I'm like I'm absolutely pumped uh, for that. And even if they don't get bad weather, like it usually seems like that stadium, you know that the that 16, 17, 18. There's a bunch of swirly winds. There's you, know, you always kind of have those those variables. But you seem like last year it was it definitely was exaggerated. So I kind of hope we get something like that. But because of that, man, I have to go. I, I'm curious of who your who kind of your favorite is, who your pick is, and. I just, I, 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 with that context and knowing that JT is playing with Spieth and with Max Homa, like, are you joking? Like, he's going to be vibing, absolutely vibing. So I, I gotta, I gotta say, JT is, is kind of my pick, uh, my pick to win. But I was curious what, who you, who your favorite is. Uh, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to pick against Rom. It's kind of jarring to see the last, couple of days he had at Bay Hill. Logical. Hadn't done that in six to nine months. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like he's gotta gotta be on the list. Um I I'm still pretty high on Scotty Scheffler. I think he's just shown that he's his game holds up, right? He just he's a pretty good pressure player. The yeah. moment never seems too big for him. Yep. Especially, I mean, winning once it just really opened the floodgates for him. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like Rory's necessarily done anything spectacularly since he's come over to the States the last six weeks. But at the same time, it's, he's kind of still been there mm-hmm. in the hunt. And I, I think he made the comment at Bay Hill that uh, he'd found something with his driver, Uh-oh. which is uh, – which is scary for the Uh-oh. rest of the field. <laughs> did you see? Did you see some of the lines he was taking on? I think hole ten at Bay Hill. Uh, no, uh, it's kind of like a slight dogleg right, but the right side of the hole is uh, framed by a neighborhood, basically. <laughs> and so, he uh, his tee ball was spending probably more time over a lot of time out of bounds. houses, more time over houses than actual golf course. It, I mean, it reminds me of a. Uh, that monster five at St. George golf club, right? Where oh, they yeah. Take the line over the neighborhood oh, yeah. and hope that it just kind of peels back <laughs> right at the end. So it doesn't end up in the Johnson's backyard. <laughs> yeah. Know. That's, that is frightening. Cause I just remember in 2019 when he won, it was like, I, I don't know if it was a record, but it was up there where he was just, his strokes gained off the tee were just like, like historical numbers and like i think that was you know the the main driver for for him to comfortably go in and take that tournament so if he if he says he's found some of the driver that is <laughs> that really is it's a very that's a very scary thought but i mean i will say i i am curious to see how how max plays as well too because oh. i mean he'll admit how he's never really done it sort of in a major and I guess you kind of throw the players in, in that major category right but for sure he's arguably been in some of the best form of, of his life so it'll be nice to 
see his game put to a major test. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd... You'd like to you'd like to see Spieth be up there, but I just I don't know <laughs> if he's quite got it yet. But yeah, I just I think with how important it is off the tee here. It's just yeah, that 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 could be <laughs> that could be a challenge. And also with Max too, I just obviously you know, I always like dumb like kind of like when you fill out a bracket you kind of like growing up i'd always like i didn't care what it was i would always put north carolina to win like no matter what but even like against my best judgment that's like i always want to pick homa to win but this is one where i don't know like you're like he's he's in form he's in shape and i think this is going to be like a really good test because it's like who knows how long this is going to last so like he definitely does need to kind of capitalize on this wave that he's on so I'm super curious to – I'm always curious what Max is doing on and off the golf course. But <laughs> especially in this tournament, I'm, I'm very curious to see how he does, um, you know, being in a, a bigger stage outside of California. You know, the guy just can't seem to win anywhere else. So completely different climate, different type of golf course. But, you know, we'll it'll – be, it'll be very interesting to see. But I think that hopefully that group will will help. Like, just I I can't I can't pick a better group, man. That would that's just it's perfect. Yeah, it, it's a good one. That's that's one of those where you 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 find the time Thursday Friday to watch for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm excited. So you you going to you going with Rom? Rory or, or, or Scheffler is kind of your kind of the vibe. If, if, if you're making me pick, I would I would pro, I would pick Scheffler. Okay, that's very sensible. Um, but I don't know. I I just feel like, and maybe it's a byproduct of the big names all playing together. Yeah. Recently, I just I don't know. I just feel like a lot of guys are playing pretty well. Yeah more and maybe maybe it's the case every year we're like going to the players like oh all these guys have been playing well but i don't know it just feels kind of like we've been talking about it just feels a little different mm-hmm. this year um, yeah yeah and it seems like apparently tomorrow there's a a player meeting i, I, I i'm sure that they do this being that it's the headquarters and all of that but I do. I do think that's kind of like an annual, yeah, to have, like a state, a state of the union yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe a little town hall vibe. But I know they're gonna obviously like just with these big changes. Like I think it's a little bit has a little bit more weight to it and what the meeting's gonna be. And I know they have a bunch of guys kind of on tap to to talk about it and to to give their thoughts on it. So I am kind of curious, like obviously to see what comes of it and. Um, you know what how how things shake out but i don't know that's I funny just, though when you mentioned that there was a living i literally didn't even like didn't hear <laughs> anything didn't even think about i totally forgot about it like who uh who won do you, like do you remember yes charles howell the third won oh wow yeah no not even i don't even and i don't think like i think cam was outside top 20. I don't think Kepka was anywhere near the top 20. DeChambeau wasn't. Phil wasn't. So it's like, guys, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, right, it's just driven by, 
if your big names are going to play well and be the top of the leaderboard. And unfortunately for Liv, they only have, I mean, if you want to include some of your old European Ryder Cup kind of stalwarts, it's like, I don't know, I could maybe get to 15 guys that potentially move a needle, but I mean, if, if, yeah, maybe maybe fall ten or fifteen. Like maybe if that was one through fifteen on your leaderboard, and it was it was tight and it was a, a fun course, but same time it's like with the shotgun format and and all the extra stuff it's got going on. It's like I don't know. It just, it loses some appeal for me. And I, I think the team thing could be really cool, but yeah. they don't. It's not team golf at all. It's just because the teammates don't play with each other. Yeah. It's all just individual stroke play that they're calculating the team score on the side. So to me, that's it's not really team golf yeah. in my mind. So yeah. I don't know. That's just like I said, I'm trying trying to give just the golf component side of things maybe a shot, but I just it hasn't just it just not a lot of appeal to me. Yeah, I, I really at the end of the day, I really just wish Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson are still playing on the PGA tour. Cause they're yep. two other really good players that could potentially be in the mix week in and week out. <clears throat> yep. Weird. I mean, <clears throat> the, the defending champ won't, won't be there. Just, yeah, that is def- defending champ. Who like, I, I'm pretty sure he lives just yeah. about on the course. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Like, I, I thought I read that somewhere where they were kind of saying that, you know, he's, and really all the live players are kind of, being treated not great at some of the the surrounding courses just because there's so much influence from the PGA tour that yeah, guys are getting, you know, not as good service at, you know, at the areas and I don't know, just little dumb stuff like that. But I, I isn't it wouldn't surprise me. Isn't it a seminal that they're not letting any, I don't think they're letting any live guys play seminal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the Uber exclusive. Yeah. One well, of the Uber you, exclusive ones down there, but I think everyone saw that freaking their member guest list was just like, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> gosh, it's a just an unbelievable, an unbelievable talk about strength of field there, like <laughs> unbelievable. It was, so yeah, it, it was stronger than the live golf event, oh, that's for sure, <laughs> and that includes Tom Brady and all the other yeah. non golfers. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be. It'll be interesting to see because, like, if the PJ Tour continues sort of on this path where they're able to lock in 10 to 15 fairly lucrative events and the product is considered entertaining and they're able to kind of maintain all those sponsors to keep the money flowing in. Yeah. And safe. I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem like Liv is going to bring in any more mark, like any more noticeable players, really. Um, and so, I mean, if it kind of gets a little more stagnant over there, I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how long that goes on, right? Or if some of, I don't know if you've seen any rumblings or whatever, but supposedly some of the Liv guys are maybe second guessing their decision to jump over there surprise so, surprise i just i don't know i'd be curious to see yeah. i just it's going to be an interesting next year or two yeah in the golf scene 
I mean, as much as I, I want to get away from sort of like this off the course drama was fun, I guess, if you would last year, but yeah, I'm definitely getting to the point now where it's like, I just kind of want to watch the tournaments. Right. I, I don't really, just some of this extra stuff is getting a little bit exhausting to me. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I did kind of hear that. Yeah, I think Brooks Kepka was obviously the biggest one, the biggest name that, you know, it feels like he kind of regrets his decision. But but promise, I just, anything, anything, any statement that says Brooks Kepka said this or Brooks Kepka <laughs> thinks this, I I just cannot take Shut it off. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, for real. Uh, it's, it's sad to see where, you know, from 2018 to 19, who would have thought that, he is where he is now and that's just that's what makes golf so wild dude like it's just saw the you know speed go from super high to super low like it's just it's so hard to maintain and but at the same time that's what makes what you know john rom has done what scotty scheffler has done what like all these guys have have done just like so impressive but yeah that's i mean it'll be to me that's to me it just kind of speaks that golf has never been deeper yeah and so do you gotta i think that's why there's even more onus right to create um more tournaments where these guys are all playing together right because i i I could if you were to go down sort of the top I, i bet you could go down to 30 on the pga tour and you could be like that that guy's a really good player and you could I'm like I don't like he could obviously win a major kind of thing and so just having more events where guys one through 30 are playing it just yeah. creates such a more so exciting fun. tournament yeah um, and I don't know I just I think back to the and obviously Tiger skewed it a little bit because it was sort of Tiger and then everybody else but yeah. even kind of in the uh, sort of I don't know when we're finishing up high school kind of thing as tiger was sort of in and out at that point where it's just like i i just don't think there were that many awesome golfers like there are now for sure yeah no it it really is the last i mean seven years eight years of just like yeah these these guys these guys come out just younger better bigger like it really is just so impressive how how deep golf is now, and just how competitive it is. And which again, so just like, hey, to me, proves the need for these designated events. Even yeah, that's like if you're the PGA Tour, like yeah. why wouldn't you try to get these guys playing together as yeah. much as you can? Yeah, because it yeah, it really is. It just it makes sense to me. But I know. So anyway, I know there's a lot to be said there. I know we were kind of. Just kind of stuck on that. I had a couple other things I wanted to wanted to ask you about, but I think you know that's that's probably this is this is good, and you know it is because we I don't know I feel like we haven't really talked too much about like the stats and yeah, I mean, like the designated events and all that stuff. Like yeah. we, we mentioned it a little bit, but uh, obviously tonight was pretty pretty heavy on that. But I think it's just you know we're kind of in an interesting an interesting time and just kind of taking a you know taking a little inventory on on how it's been and. I don't know. Again, I think it's safe to say it's, yeah, it's a success and what they're doing is, is appropriate. I think is, you know, going in the right direction. 
and should only, you know, only get better from, from here on out. So, and we, you know, we have a, a dope tournament to look forward to this week. And then again, before we know it, man, we're just in the swing of majors and just in the prime. And then the snow might finally be melting come June. Yeah. We've, uh, as far as this calendar, the PGA's tour schedule, we officially made it to the point where we've got essentially a major each of the next five months or whatever. Right. That's nuts. So that's nuts. We'll have our, We'll have our traditional full round table for the masters, man. We'll get get every get everybody back on and do the, the masters round table. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Well anything else, but I, I gotta give a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to our boy Terrell Hatton. My word, does that guy give us something? I could not get enough of that guy on Sunday, dude. It he is just so fiery and so upset. And it was just so funny because like my mom is actually in town and she was at her house and we were, as we were eating dinner, I just had it on. And, and when we first turned it on, they were showing a pretty good amount uh, of him, him and Scotty, obviously. And I just caught, I'm like, I'm like, I hope that they show this guy a, a lot. And she's like, you know, why? And I was like, Oh man, he'll, he's a fiery little Englishman. And dude, sure enough, like at that moment, he like slapped his putter and, hit himself in the back of, you know, with the backside of his putter and just was just going off. I'm like, Oh dude, just on par. So anyway, I, I just, I can't get enough. I, I would probably never want to play. Like I felt bad for like Scotty chef. I feel bad for his playing partners, honestly. Like, I feel like that would kind of be a, a bit annoying and, and a little bit distracting, but I, I sure do appreciate it. Cause there's just not a lot of guys that, that give you anything, you know? Yeah, it's uh, oh man, he's his. Anytime they put like a montage together of some <laughs> of his best, uh, his best clips, it's it's always entertaining. So, yeah, it's one of those where it's like I, I do feel that is one thing you might um, of of the, the I guess the biggest loss with Liv is maybe not so much the talent that's lost, but personality wise. Um, you did lose sure. a bit of a bit of the flair, yeah. I would say that that's kind of hard to replicate. Because I mean, oh, as good as a lot of the guys that are still on tour are, it's a, a lot of them are pretty. I don't know, not the most flamboyant personalities, if you will, on the course, which yeah. sometimes can make for not as exciting viewing. But I don't know, it's kind of the trade-off, I guess. So. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely take the talent on the tour or the PGA tour for sure. But yeah. You do yeah. miss, you do miss some of the personalities and the characters yeah. that have left. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, man, any, anything else, any other, uh, you gotta, you gotta shout out. You gotta, anything you hate to see besides the snow. You hate to yeah. see it. I say it's been just hate to see it's been a rough rough couple all my my golf consumption has just basically come from just dreaming of golf really between the (laughs) the snow the traveling for work and then our poor little guy was dealing with a double ear infection so it's just oh just just a lot that came down at once and so needless to say i only golf being really consumed was in my dreams so (laughs) well hopefully those those dreams will 
you know, like the snow may, may melt away <laughs> and become a reality. We'll be able to I was going to say, I guess if it all has to hit, it might as well hit when the weather is so right. miserable hit now. outside that it, exactly. it's, not, it's not getting in the way of playing. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, been a bit, it's been a bit of a battle on the home front. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine that, dude. That's, that is, that's, that's tough with the little guy. Prayers up, as always. <laughs> but, well, man, any anything else, or should we should we wrap her up on our our very uh, PGA Tour heavy heavy episode tonight? Oh, I think that I think that's about it. Hopefully, we get a another good week this week, and then I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like uh, here in the next couple of weeks will be a good opportunity to dive into some. I don't know, maybe more relatable golf as far as uh right. our own games or, or who knows right maybe get away from some of the tour stuff so yeah that's, I think the, we good. that's the goal and trying to trying to give the people what they want you know like jalen and jacoby shout out to them we're, <laughs> we're just trying to give the people what they want just some relatable golf content but as always the listeners we love you thanks for sticking with us and uh <clears throat> sean we'll uh Hope for, like you said, a good players and, you know, hopefully a tight leaderboard. Any guess? Will there be a playoff? What do, what do you think? Think there's going to be a playoff or do you think someone's going to run away with it? Let's see. How many – trying to think of how many playoffs have we had this year so far? Just – was it Honda? Yeah, it seems, Any, it seems anything like not, else? not a ton. More – like I thought they would there would be more. My guess is there is going to be. That's that's I, my guess. I was gonna. The only reason I would say no is that yesterday I was fairly convinced there was going to be a playoff. True, right? There was ten guys uh, yeah. within one, but it didn't happen. So I, <laughs> if you're gonna, if you say yes, I'm I'm gonna go yeah. with no, just because yesterday blew my mind with no playoffs. So. Same, same. But I'm 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 hoping <laughs> for one. I'm hoping for one to get a little little more juice. So all right, man. Well, we'll do it again. We'll circle back next week and. Uh, you know, get through this uh, this terrible this snow, and hopefully we can put the <laughs> shovel away and bring out the sticks. But in the I meantime, say the, uh, the only only tool I've got in the bag right now is a snow shovel. Let's just say that that form is absolutely dialed. Like I got, <laughs> uh, I got my like I finally got comfortable with the dimensions of my of my driveway, and dude, I just I got a I got a system down. I'm not gonna lie. I'm going full <laughs> rand mode as well with my lawn and with my driveway, dude. Just I, I got that it's just absolutely dialed. You're living living the American dream. Gosh, I hate me. <laughs> Middle class fancy. Well all right, man. Oh. Well a joy as always. We're gonna we'll see you next week and as always, keep striving.